You are now listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs. These films exist. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome we're to... We're going to do 32 flavors of Lillard in this. Um, <laughs> welcome to Lillard Fair, month one, folks, at uh, Cult Wait, Cinema so... Catacombs. And uh, as you could tell, my voice is uh, still decided to... <laughs> Mine's fine. ...hang around here. Uh, who knows Mine's how great. long of this. I hope... Don't worry. You know, a part of me is like, I don't want this voice for the rest of my life. But then there's another part of me... That'd be like, I could have so much fun with this voice. I'm telling you, you could just <laughs> just bus and trunk uh, Harvey Firestein rolls all around this great nation of ours. Fred. Speaking of which, I got some feedback from some of our listeners about what my voice sounded like. Cowards, uh, say their names. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had one person say that I sounded like um, a non-New York Harvey Firestein, yeah. uh, Harvey Fireman. But my favorite one was that somebody said that I sounded like Mrs. Big Head from Rocco's Modern Life. <laughs> so, so, so once in a while, I'm going to be walking around to people going, Rocco, Rocco, do you think did I'm you, pretty Rocco? Did yeah. your surgery just become a roast fest? Like, is this... <laughs> Is Jeffrey Ross somewhere <laughs> officiating your surgery? I, I think so. Yes. I hope so. <laughs> so yeah, that's that. That's some of the choice comments that I've gotten about. Those are good. It's, yeah. So so I, I'm going to I'm going to lean into the Mrs. Big Head one because I can't unhear it now and. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. So yeah, we just if all of a sudden out of nowhere, if we're at a con together, you suddenly hear Rocco, it's me. All right. <laughs> I'm excited, Roy. I have been waiting a long time since the end of uh since the end of our Clint Howard series. Yes. To do this. Um <laughs> just we get to celebrate the what what has to be one of what from everything I've heard just one of the greatest guys in Hollywood. I've heard nothing but like love about this guy. And, and, and just, and I mean, I've never had, had a chance to actually interact with him at a convention, but I've seen video footage of him just like how he, he doesn't stay behind the table. He will like literally leap over the table and just interact with everybody. He's like, fuck this table. I'm here to see you. And I, yeah, I mean, the, I've been a fan of Matthew Lillard for ages and yeah. you know and, and there's there was two movies that solidified it for me and that was scream and scooby-doo so because he just sure. nailed shaggy i mean just the way he nailed shaggy just was like i think if it had not been for him i wouldn't have liked the film as much <laughs> no i i think that's absolutely he carried that 
film. He did. Like, he did. I mean, not, not to take anything Sarah away Michelle. from the rest of the, yeah. the rest of the cast, but nothing about, could, against Freddie Prince Jr. I shouldn't yeah. say just Freddie Prince or uh, Sarah Michelle Geller, but man, he carried that movie. <laughs> Because I mean, you could tell James Gunn wanted to do what he wanted to do, but he couldn't because the studio wanted a G rating, not an R rating. But um, <laughs> Matthew Lillard still was able to get some in there, and yeah, it was just great. Can I detour for a second? Speaking of James Gunn, mm-hmm. I watched the um, the uh, uh, Christmas, the uh, Gallery Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Oh, how fantastic was that? I uh, not to get too much into it, but I do not like the holidays. Like when Halloween's over, I'm like, this sucks until Halloween starts again. <laughs> like it's pretty so, much so, my life. So watching um, Kirk Cameron save Christmas didn't help that then. Well, it helped. No, it, I mean, it did because it just solidified the way I feel. Right. <laughs> like, like, of course, this sucks. It sucks. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special really put me into the spirit of the holiday uh, honestly, like it, I went out and, you know, got the Christmas decorations and put them up today. I sent Roy pictures of my uh, Vanta black uh, flocked <laughs> nutcracker that I, I I love that, how that is right next to the like the Lennox white Christmas tree with red dove lights. They're pink, man. They oh, they're are, pink? Okay. They are synthwave pink doves. <laughs> like, it doesn't come through. It comes through as red. But when it's off, it's like, oh, this is um, this is absolutely um, Frank Stallone's Coke tree. Like, that's what this is. Um, you you turn no, it on like, and you expect a little Miley Cyrus to sing Midnight Sun next to it or something like that. <laughs> right. Right. Um, oh, this is James Conn and Thief. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I love you, Jay. Jimmy. I love you. <laughs> Rest, Rest in, in peace, peace Mister. Thief is one of my top two favorite movies of all time. But I'm uh, I'm gonna call them like I see them. You can you can you 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 can uh, call me out for my days at the clubs when I was in my twenties if you want. Feel free. Uh, but anyway, I digress. Like it really brought out the if you haven't seen it, I'm hard wrecking it. It was. Kevin Bacon, who's in all the – I'm not spoiling that. He's in all of the promos. He was great. Oh, yeah, um, he's a major part of it. Yeah, like like the whole movie – the whole it was only 45 minutes. The whole thing was just fantastic. And Disney, Marvel, Disney, keep the feature presentations coming. Uh, the Werewolf by Night, this, keep them in an hour. Give it to us because it's fantastic. Like, yeah, I was going to talk about – I was going to talk about this on the show also because, yeah, it was fan-fucking-tastic. And um, honestly, myself, I could have I, I could have taken a whole hour and a half of this yeah. if, if, if I, just to see more of, uh, of Dax and um, um, Mantis because their chemistry it was great. was it was just great. so hilarious. I mean, I was like, oh, yes, I want more. Give me more. <laughs> was, you- I, I love that that um Groot is now in the the college bro right um, right face of his body uh the dude bro face i love that um a great i if you think about that you need to skip this before seeing guardians of the galaxy 3 don't cuz a major revelation is made yep. uh with yep. this um no spoilers so much, but no spoilers holy shit 
Um, yeah, major, major revelation happens. And yeah, Kevin Bacon was just having so much fun with this thing. Loving it. And and I'm not again, no spoilers, but they have a particular musical act, a group that I absolutely love. <laughs> they were uh, so good. And they were so good in it. Um, that song that they uh, sang at the beginning about what they thought Christmas was. Oh, that was like, brilliant. It was brilliant. The whole soundtrack, like the majority of the soundtrack that isn't that group doing their music was um like my my soundtrack the um the julian casablanca's doing i wish it was christmas today uh the the pogues like i was like am i just listening to my spotify oh, christmas yeah, having, <laughs> having the pogues in there was great and i love that they kept playing music from the nightmare before christmas yeah. as well I, <laughs> and there is a particular my and i'm not going to spoil it but my favorite thing in the entire movie, when the um, when there's a musical number at the end, when that is happening, pay attention to uh, Karen Gillan dancing. It oh, is God. literally my favorite thing in the entire thing. That, I, was, I, I was crying. I was laughing so hard because it's I, so in character. It's so I, beautiful. I told Rick Gutierrez that needs to be an animated GIF right now. Because yes. so it's so good. hilarious. It's I had, so good. I had to pause because I was – because. It's exactly how I would expect. I don't to want dance. to like Chris Pratt. I don't want to like Chris Pratt. You know, well, there's a lot of reasons that I don't want to, but he, he I, I don't want to like Chris Pat Pratt for this, like kind of the same reasons. I don't want to like Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you know, where Shelly get Miscavige is. Um, could you tell us? Mm-hmm. But I can't not like him act, as an actor in a yeah. movie like he is infinitely charismatic in this thing and yeah. you know it's it's great but anyway I have, I have to say he he was he was he was cast well for this character for peter quill but yeah i'm just like ugh, with chris i will say this though is it's like i i he, he's he was cast well as peter quill and then i i saw the new trailer today for super mario brothers and i know that a lot of people were going nuts for the trailer and my reaction to it with meh and um Part of it is is because of hearing him and his Chris Pratt voice saying "Let's a go," um, and yeah, I was like, it's, it's, it's not, not good. yeah, like, uh, yeah. I, I I I'll pass on the Super Mario Brothers like, movie. Sonic's got pass. this one. I'm sorry guys, yeah. but uh, that cast is Magooly. Like it is out of this world. Like I'll um, I can't I you know I'm gonna I'm I'll watch it when it's streaming, but that's when I'll watch it. Yeah, that's when I'll watch it too. Is when it's on Peacock. Um, Can we talk about Matthew Lillard? Because I really want to yes. talk about Matthew Lillard. <laughs> so yeah, so Matthew Lillard. So so as we said, we're doing a three month celebration of the cinema of Matthew Lillard. We have decided to not discuss Scream or Scooby Doo because those two are like the most obvious ones you could talk about when it comes to his acting. But nothing else is off the table that he's done. I mean, well, we can't do in the name of the king because we've already done that. <laughs> and we're going to do it again. This Hunter, come on in. We're going to do another four hours on the name of the king. <laughs> no, we're not going to do Scream. I really want to do Scream, though. I want to I want to go on record to say I really want to do Scream. Um, but we're not going to do Scream. So that's OK. So what you want to talk about with Mr. Lillard here? Well, I want to talk about your choice because I've never seen it. We know what movies we're doing because we're doing a special thing here. Actually, you don't know what movie I'm doing as my second movie, do you? 
No, no, and you're keeping it a secret and, from and me. We will yeah, keep so. that under under wraps. Um, I, only, I only know what this episode's movie. Well, not this episode, but this month's movie is, and what February's movie is from you. That's right. all I know. Don't know what January's is. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I've never seen this movie either, which is right. why I went with. Uh, we're going to be doing a film from 1998, I believe it is. Uh, let me double check here. I believe, yeah, 98, called The Curve. Um, originally, it was when it was going around the Sundance Film Festival, it was called Dead Man's Curve. But then a movie called Dead Man on Campus came out. And they didn't want to have any real similarities between the two, so they changed the movie to just the curve. How times have changed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, this film stars, of course, Matthew Lillard, but it also stars uh, Michael Vartan. Uh, oh, good old Michael Vartan. This is a movie, and I'm looking at the cast, it's just really stamped into a time period, baby, and I uh, love it. We got Dana Delaney. <laughs> we do. Uh, we have uh, Carrie Russell in full force Felicity here, according to this poster. <laughs> and we have Randall Banikoff, who is a name I don't recognize. <laughs> um, and uh, let's see who else we have. That's pretty much it that I, from what I recognize. But we've got four names there. And the plot has to deal with um, the urban legend that if your roommate at college commits suicide, you're automatically given a 4.0 because of the emotional distress that it causes. So um, Matthew Lillard and Michael Vartan's characters plot to kill their roommate and make it look like a suicide because they're fucking up in class apparently and they need to get a 4.0 <laughs> that's, that's amazing that's the plot <laughs> that is a good plot I'm, I'm into it so this film um was released by trimark pictures and um i remember that this if there was an interesting um uh, campaign with this when it came out because i don't remember it being released in the theaters i remember it just like all of a sudden going straight to not video but specifically blockbuster video and it was like some sort of weird um promotion that blockbuster video was doing with this it's like like a blockbuster exclusive anything it has nothing to do with the fact that the film has a zero percent on rotten tomatoes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, of course not. Um, I, what I love is is that uh, the music to this movie is composed by a man whose name is simply Shark. <laughs> well, in, in, in defense of Shark, right, this was during a period of time where guys, the, one of the most influential producers and directors in Hollywood was a guy named Mick G with the letter G. So yes. Shark ain't so bad, right? Like, um, but yeah, that's all that I know about this movie is, is that um, I'm it's, it's got bad reviews. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But I'm curious to see this. I mean, I totally forgot that this film existed. And um, when I was looking up Matthew Lillard's filmography for this, the, the, the title came up and I went, oh, my God, I forgot about this film. Is it streaming anywhere? God bless Tubi. Um, so there Once again, God bless Tubi. So um, there it was on Tubi, and I went, okay, I know how to kick this whole thing off. We're going to do a movie neither one of us has done. Now, it, sh- it should be known that this movie uh, was written and directed by a man by the name of Dan Rosen. Um, really hasn't done too much. Um, as a matter of fact, his uh, website for himself no longer exists online. Oh, oh. Yes. Um, he, uh, the movies that he's known for are um, The Last Supper from 1995, which gave us Cameron Diaz. Um, we also have, of course, The Curve, and then a movie called uh, The Freeloaders, um, which was a broken lizard film. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. No. Yes. Um, then he joined in 2012 the writing staff of the sitcom The First Family. Um, oh, that didn't do that didn't do well. Yeah, so pretty much it's like okay, fine, goodbye, I'm leaving. <laughs> right, screw, screw you guys, I'm going home. You know, so um, so this could be an interesting uh, journey here. I think. <laughs> I'm I'm curious to see what this is like. Um, I it sits firmly in a, a time period that I really enjoy movies from. So I, I have a feeling that uh, teenagers in peril are going to be a, uh, a, a good one for me on this one. And will Carrie Russell find enough uh, conditioner for her hair? <laughs> I, I can't think about Carrie Russell. I can't think about Felicity without thinking about there was a, um, an SNL sketch um, and it was about musicians like 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 musicians primarily rappers um, that starred in TV shows like that had guest spots in TV shows mm-hmm. and uh, the one that was the one that had um, the one that was supposed to be Felicity had Eminem in it and just the, and I forget the guy's name I forget the actor's name I should remember it there was a show called Single Parents and he's brilliant and i love him in everything he does literally but as eminem he just says your internship's important and i I say it all the time i quote it once a week (laughs) and i can't think about felicity without thinking about uh that sketch on snl so i'll make it through this but i'm gonna warn you might be rough all right (laughs) i might be yelling your internship's important a lot so well, just well, well, just think as we're watching this movie that this film not only stars Matthew Lillard, but it also stars someone who was a former Mickey Mouse Club Mouseketeer who went on to star in a Star Wars movie, and and also is a uh, several time primetime Emmy nominee for the show The Americans. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Carrie Russell's career survived this. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Well, so did Michael Bartan. So did Matthew. Yes. Yeah. And so, so did and Matthew Lillard. Lillard. So Michael Bartan sort of, went on to how many seasons of Alias and God knows what else after that? Like, <laughs> like, 
So apparently the only person who didn't walk away uh, unscathed from this movie is the director. Yes. Yeah, because I mean, like, yeah, because like after the curve, he went on to like the never been kissed, one hour photo, monster in law. Um, and then, yeah, he went to television with Al- he was on Ally McBeal. He was on Alias. He was on Big Shots. Uh, he was on the Bates Motel. I mean, he, he, the arrangement got. Yeah. So he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> He's fine. Matthew Lillard, of course, we know is fine because he's, you know, if, even if he's not acting, he's getting all those damn royalty checks from being the voice of Shaggy. Um, and he's oh, still he the runs, voice of Shaggy. Apparently, in, in line with what, you know, our, our fan base and you and I, he. Yes. He's 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 up front for um, the company that makes a bunch of D&D miniatures yes. and, dice and stuff like that, like tabletop gaming. Way to go, Matt. Yeah, like, not, a, not afraid to let his his geek flag fly. Yeah. I love it. Like, embrace that, going to conventions, being a good guy, you know, in, in, loving your kids. Like, I'll never forget, and I've t- I think I've told this on here before, but I was watching the Hasbro Pulse convention um, a couple yeah. of years ago, and they were doing – they had a – Matthew Lillard's company was working with – hasbro to produce a bunch of the like miniatures and dice stuff and replicas and things like that for tabletop gaming and he was doing it from his house because this was like firmly both feet in the pandemic Mm. like so he was doing it from his house from his like study or his den or whatever and the whole time he's doing it this thing and thousands tens of thousands of people are watching maybe more but his kids kept running into the room and onto the on, on camera. He kept having to round them up while he was giving his pitch presentation for all of these things. <laughs> it was absolutely the 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 most wholesome thing you could ask for. Period. So that that alone sold me on Lillard. Let alone everything else I've seen and heard and he's been in and you know. So I'm I'm happy which, we're doing. Which, which explains why he was the only one who looked like that he was actually trying to give a shit in his performance in in the name of the king because he was like <laughs> I'm in my element right so. like I'm here for this <laughs> like not only do I get to be in a movie where I get to carry a sword around and like overact like crazy but Bert, but Burt Reynolds is here so that's cool I'm right I'm larping with brute with 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 the bandit I'm larping <laughs> with the bandit right I'm I, I, the shark has a bull haircut and is carrying a sword around. <laughs> <laughs> this is insane. My life is insane. Um, all right, well, let's let's watch this thing. Let us definitely watch this thing. And um, oh god, hold on. <laughs> Before we cut away, oh, no. I just got a message from producer Chris who informed me that he just found on Tubi. Brenda Starr with Brute, with with Brooke Shields. Like Tubi is, <laughs> I can't. Tubi is the closest you get to going into a a, a video store when we were yes. kids and just going and just just scrolling through, like looking at the 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 cover art of things and then being like, I've never heard of this and grabbing it off the shelf and watching it. Like Tubi is a gift. All right, I I'm begging Tubi. If, if anybody from Tubi land is listening to this, create a randomizer. I want a, I want a randomizer, like put in your genre, whether it's like action or like for me, it'd be horror, but you know, romantic, whatever you want, hit the randomizer, just start playing something like that's what I want. 
Like that's all I want. Tubi is the gift that just has never stopped giving. And ba- oh. ba- basically their version of the surprise me function on Netflix. Yeah, almost. Yeah, exactly. Except you get to drill a little deeper. Like, I just want you to be able to pick the genre because there's so much on Tubi. Like how much, like I want a comparative chart of like content, like for all of the major providers and Tubi because Oh shit. You gotta be careful though, because you may just specifically say holiday comedy, and the next thing you know, uh, you get the Pat Boone family holiday special. <laughs> Which you did watch. I I watched the don't... Thanksgiving one, yes, and God, I mean, it made Lawrence Welk look ethnic. I really huh? did. Damn it, man. LaCroix tastes bad coming up your nose. It's not bad. <laughs> Although I will say, Bob Hope had one hell of a joke in it and um it, it, uh, the 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 whole setup for the scene was uh, pat boone is trying to convince bob hope to have him go on his holiday tour and so you know bob hope is saying yeah i'm doing this and you know every, every pat boone's following it with a different comment and everything and then bob hope says yes and then uh, finally we're going to travel the orient which makes me go <sighs> Uh, but he's, <laughs> he says that. And then Pat Boone says, oh, I love rice, which gets a laugh. It's a canned laugh. Yeah. But then without missing a beat, Bob Hope looks at Pat Boone and says, you could get a box of Uncle Ben's and try to convert it. <laughs> God. I had to pause. Because that was fucking brutal for Bob Hope. I was like, damn. <laughs> and you said that in his face on a television program, which I found out was watched by millions in 1978, yeah. which I'm not shocked about. But yeah. Anyway, let's watch some Matthew Lillard. Yeah. All right, gang. We'll be right back after we watch. The curve. Yippee! Yippee! Yay. <laughs> it's doing it. I don't care. I'm sorry. I'm not. <clears throat> I'm not sure I understand you. It's standard practice at most state universities. What? Oh, well, don't worry. The circumstances behind the grades are kept strictly confidential. <laughs> Let me get this straight. My best friend, our best friend, kills himself, and you want to reward us with straight A's because we're his roommate? Nobody's rewarding anybody, Tim. It's simply school policy. You're not obligated to take the 4.0, but I think you should at least consider it. You'll have enough to deal with without worrying about finals and midterms. <laughs> I can do it. This I don't need your help. Keep, Calm down. Don't touch me, all right? You take the 4.0. You take advantage of the situation. Son, please. We can talk about this some other time. <laughs> Mr. Alexander, Dr. Ashley, I'm so embarrassed. I'm sorry. It's just, it's just been a lot to deal with. That's why I absolutely insist you leave everything up to us. Now, we've already notified the authorities and Rand's family. We're planning a memorial service as soon as they find the body. They haven't found the body? No. Well, I've been after the regents for years to clean up that river. It's full of all kinds of polluted garbage. Yeah, why don't you get amoebic dysentery to swim in it? Yeah, but who wants to swim there? The stench that comes off that thing. Are you kidding? I'm sorry. Now, when you feel up to it, uh, the local police would like to have a word with both of you. 
Don't worry, it's just a formality. It's for the sake of Rand's family. Of course, we'll, we'll do anything we can to help. Yes. I must say, you two are setting a great example for the rest of the student body here. Rand was very well liked. I'm sure there are many students who, when they hear the news, will be grieving. <laughs> Your strength as Rand's closest friends will definitely be a model for all of us to follow. Hi there, fun seekers. Are you looking for cinema that is absolutely 100% independently made, but also extremely unique and outside of the box? Well, look no further than Troma Pictures and the Troma Now streaming service. Watch.troma.com is your home for everything from Lloyd Kaufman and his band of very fun individuals. Everything from the Toxic Avenger and beyond at your fingertips. Only $4.99 a month, but your first 30 days are free. Did I say free? Yes, they're free. So what are you waiting for? Go to watch.troma.com and sign up. Also available on your Apple and Android devices, on the Roku stick, and also on the Fire Stick. Let's get freaky. This, this film that is uh, so angsty, uh, this film, so angsty, so <laughs> 90s angst, I swear. Uh, before we continue talking about the film, though, folks, I just want to apologize in advance for the second half of this episode. If you hear the sound of uh, what I'm going to describe as Yoko Ono singing in a blender, that is actually a cat that I have currently that's in heat. Yeah. Uh, so there are some whores in this house. Um, <laughs> yeah, How many? Uh, just, <laughs> just one act. How of many one. whores are there, Roy? <laughs> just one act of one right now, and she's right. she's not even uh, two years old yet, and she's already had two litters of kittens. Uh-huh. One, one that she gave birth to. When she was originally out in the streets, that's how we found her. And then she got pregnant again, so we couldn't spay or neuter her. And that time we're like, okay, we're bringing your ass in our house. And so she gives birth to that litter. We just got rid of her kittens literally a week ago. We found homes for the kittens a week ago. She's already moved on. She's ready for another batch of kittens. And we're like, girl calm that pussy down what what are you nick cannon (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so i apologize in advance for the for the sound she is what and what doesn't help is is that the um our cat nibbler and um our mother-in-law's cat um crews are males yeah, and uh, they've been spayed and neutered, but they know the the, the call of the wild. So they're like wanting to explore. Like, yeah, yeah, and I'm just like, well, good luck with those blanks that you're gonna shoot. Uh, right. Speaking of shooting blanks, the curve. <laughs> hey, listen, <laughs> I haven't been, I haven't been this head up about a film that we have watched <laughs> since Twice Dead. <laughs> this. Was a wild <laughs> ride. This movie. It's, 
this film was so i mean so angsty so for i first of all i can't believe that the the director of this film seriously thought that this might have gotten a theatrical <laughs> well i want to i do want to say up top we we will joke about the fact that the movie's name should be trigger warning but there this whole movie is a literal trigger warning yeah. almost from the first the first scene to the last scene the whole damn thing is a trigger warning so just prepare <laughs> yourself <laughs> I, yeah it's just like it dies right into it it's like the very first two minutes we get matthew lillard and uh, the other guy whose name is escaping me michael right vartan is it michael that vartan thank you yeah. yes michael vartan going hey um so i got a good grade so we don't have to kill him and matthew lillard's like bullshit we're gonna kill this guy and get a 4.0 this, i'm like okay hey, there we go movie start. i have i have never watched a film in my entire life where literally every single character that you meet is wholly and completely unlikable oh, no yeah. one in this movie is likable and well the the canadian catholic is is likable oh yeah the likable character is the one who it, it legitimately kills, yeah legitimately. there's gonna be lots of spoilers here guys there are there are twists inside of twists <laughs> And then if you took the twist and unraveled them like the human, uh, the, like the human intestines, they would wrap around a shitty version of Earth. that This movie is good in. Um, yeah, just holy shit. This movie. Uh, you don't even know. Oy, oy. <laughs> um, I love the fact, though, that um, the, uh, the, the 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 clothing uh and oh. this movie was supplied by miller's outpost um, uh, what they did was they went to the dumpster behind the the, the uh the set of, of swingers and just pulled whatever <laughs> they could find out of the dumpster <laughs> it's like yeah we're gonna go to uh we're gonna go yeah, there she goes there she goes she's in heat she's what she's wanting that cat dick as barbed as it is um Who doesn't? <laughs> I don't. I mean, what am I gonna do? Blame her. Speaking speak, speaking of horny bitches, Carrie Russell's character, who basically her sole purpose to this entire film was to go to every guy in the film and say, "Stick it in." Well, I'm a biology. So, I'm a biology major, so uh, let's fuck. So my question is, now that I've finished the movie. Was that her intention the whole time, or was it the was it the twist ending where she orchestrated <sighs> the entire events of the movie? And I, also, I, ooh, how did that guy not die? I he literally, as a as as so many questions as viewers of the movie, he went off that cliff. Yeah, he went off of the cliff, and then he's back. You didn't see me go off the cliff. We did. Yeah, we did. We clearly saw him go off the cliff, and uh, his girl, and Canadian girlfriend who was not pregnant because Carrie Russell faked the pregnancy fake. test. <laughs> Jesus, that last Kaiser Soze ten minutes of this movie was like, what the fuck am I watching? What? Then there's no. First of all, the thing I is, love I, I love Carrie Russell's Ogilvy home perm that she had in the. Oh film. sure, yeah. It, like she was like, okay, I don't want my hair to look too felicitied. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I mean, God, I mean, just this film, it's 
all over the place. It definitely, it definitely earned its zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I want it to have hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I want it to have one thousand percent on Rotten Tomatoes because here's the thing: in um, Usual Suspects, in an M Night Shyamalan movie, there are hints to the twist in any of those movies. There were nothing. There was nothing. In no, this, this was like wild thing. Carrie Russell was going to be the mastermind behind the, all of the events. Yeah, it was like it was like wild things. It just like the twist <laughs> out of nowhere that you know it's Bill Murray is the mastermind. You know, it just like comes out of nowhere. Um, I will say that while this film did earn its zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes, that does not mean it is a boring. Oh film. no, this film is wild, bonkers. It's it is bonkers first of all i don't know if i've ever seen matthew lillard more unlikable in this and we watched in the name of the king like oh he's such a shithead in this movie. oh my god there is okay hold on roy there that, is a scene that whole in sequence this film. i think we're gonna talk about this there's a goddamn scene in this goddamn movie that is the what i referred to to roy as 90s teen angst camp if there is teen angst camp this is a campy movie for the oh, 90s yes. oh god yes this thing is so campy and the thing is as you could tell by the way everyone even dana delaney you oh know my god you could tell that everyone was earnestly giving it their best even though they were delivered this shitty script. There is a scene at a party, a frat party in this film <laughs> the, where the, there is a the, faithful the goddamn reenactment of Deer Hunter, of the of the Russian roulette scene in Deer Hunter. There's a faithful reenactment of that scene in this film. But with beer instead of a but gun. With beer instead of a gun. What the fuck? And even even Matthew Lillard's character is like shouting in Vietnamese and smacking everyone's face, smacking and... everyone's face, and it's uh, what is that? Like I literally just stopped and went, and I immediately texted Roy. I'm like, is this? Are they doing deer? Are they doing Deer Hunter in this movie? And I was like, yes, they are. And, I, and what was funny was is before I realized what was going on, it's like everyone was wet, and I was like, why are they so sweaty? Because I'm already getting the homosexual undertones already between these two guys. Why did they just fuck it? Oh, oh no, it's deer. It's, a, it's weirder. It's more left field than that would have been in this movie. It's Deer Hunter. They're recreating Deer Hunter with. Beer, so and even the Vietnamese dialogue. <laughs> so the director, this was his first major film, and he was like, "I'm going to make the edgiest film that you've ever seen." Oh my god! And he even like took like this like self-deprecating joke at himself because in the very beginning of the movie, during the opening credits, we're introduced to Dana Delaney's character, who is <laughs> school psychiatrist. That's- that character. Oh my character gosh. Character in the movie. Dana Delaney is the Gina Gershon in Showgirls of this film because she's just oh, like, fuck. I know what I'm in. I don't give a shit. Right, I'm, I'm just. You're going to take what I'm serving. I'm just throwing lines 
out here. I don't even know if there was a script. I think she pulled those bands and those, those <laughs> movies just out of her ass. So yeah, she's like, they're, well, they're, they're going to listen to uh, the, the, the Pesh Mode, and they're probably listening to uh, the Stone Roses. I don't know. I, uh, movies. Yeah, they're, they're uh, hoping her to see signs of you know suicide. And, you know, oh, she's like, that is – and she's yeah. Just like, yeah, she literally goes to Pesh Mode, The Cure, anything from the 80s. Uh, and then, anything and then, from the 80s. 80s. And then the she, Bengals, she, the Go-Go's, yeah. Tiffany, Debbie Gibson, all, all big the red jets. flags for if, suicide. If, 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 if they um, listen to the Jets, then they're suicide. Uh-huh. If they listen to AHA, uh-huh, they're going to – and the line, Dana Delaney, Delaney de- delivers this line with a straight goddamn face. She's looking dead into the barrel of the camera, and she says, once somebody decides they're going to off themselves, there's nothing you can do. And I was like, what? <laughs> she also delivered straight into the camera also the line of when it, come, when it comes to films that they watch. She literally says, David Lynch, <laughs> Scandinavian movies. Oh, and films directed by first-time directors. God, yeah, that was that. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so edgy. Call me G. Uh, um, and they immediately show the director's name as written and directed by. Because yeah. one time he directed a movie so, and never again. The film, we're going to talk. I, I told you, Roy, I, I got four hours on this <laughs> if I got a minute. So the film opens with an, a stand-up comedian doing a stand-up routine while they're panning across the college yeah, talking about like how MTV, if the yeah yeah how if you're if your roommate in college commits suicide you get a four-point average mm-hmm. um which later comes back as a plot point because i didn't realize that the way that the whole story started was they saw that stand-up comedian which is the weakest lattice work for <laughs> forcing multiple people to kill themselves that i've ever heard of um should have been Devin Sawa in this movie. It would have been a lot better. You get to get Michael Bartan out of there. With this. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, get Devin in there. Get Mike. Get get Bartan out of there. Get Devin in there. Um, but keep keep Matthew Lillard because this is the period in the career of Matthew Lillard where there is no height that the man will not reach to 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 for his acting goals when he decides mm-hmm. what a character is. This movie is one of those movies, and I love him for it because it's out of control. But so the the concept of the movie is Lillard and Vartan decide that they're going to um, trick or manipulate their roommate in college into committing himself so they can get a four point average and both of them can get into Harvard. Harvard. They're so dead set on getting into Harvard. One in business school, one in law school. So. That's how Dana Delaney, who, my God, like, I don't think Megan Mullally doing Dana Delaney doing that role could have done a better job than Dana Delaney did at delivering the lines the way that she did. Um, And they they were probing her for questions about what somebody that might commit suicide would be into. Uh, Then turning around and going and buying those things and like, (laughs) uh, like setting them up. Oh, my God. When they went to the store to go buy the music, I love it because the cashier, Uh, she's ringing up the CDs uh, and she literally goes, The Cure, Bauhaus, Susan Vega. Do you know there's a sale on Joy Division? (laughs) I I immediately texted Roy screaming, there has never been a sale just on Joy Division. (laughs) What the fuck is this movie? Um, 
<laughs> and what I love is, this, is, is like after they commit the crime, we immediately get Bela Lugosi's yeah. dead from Bauhaus. And they must have bought the rights because they used it another four times. <laughs> they used it. They used that one, and they used girlfriend in a coma. By the yeah, it's just it's serious. Um, and they played that song after the Canadian girlfriend committed suicide. Out of can all, I ask? Wants to play its girlfriend in a coma. So boyfriend quote-unquote commit suicide they trick him into jumping off they get him good and drunk give him rat poison apparently that's yeah and then and then convince him to jump off of a cliff or something um that causes his girlfriend to commit suicide Mm -hmm. Um, she's convinced that she's pregnant with his kid and he rejected her at the same party where they're playing russian roulette but this canadian bitch packed a bag yeah she packed a bag to jump off of the cliff, and I'm like, come on, man. <clears throat> well, maybe that's how well, they commit suicide in Canada. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. I don't know. But come yeah. on, man. Like, there there's so many self-harm suicide trigger warnings in this movie. I can't even start to uh, lay them out for you. I want to um, read for you one of my favorite parts of the film. Okay. And it is this this monologue, this soliloquy. That Matthew Lillard delivers. Oh, is it the one in the apart in the dorm room? No, this is the, no, this is the one that he delivers where they're in the bar shortly after the oh. movie. Oh, <clears throat> <laughs> through senior year, Rand dated the same girl, and a week before the prom, she dumped him. So it's a week <laughs> before the senior prom, and she says to Rand, "We should go as friends." But Rand agrees, and it gets to prom night. They've got tuxedos, limos, great reservations. Then when 7 o'clock rolls around, no Rand. 8 o'clock, no Rand. 10 o'clock, no Rand. And I can see it. Mom and Dad have the camcorder out. The sister gets to stay up late and see the big sister go to the prom. 11 p.m., no Rand to be found. But he went to the prom, but he actually took a hooker. Not one of those high-priced ones either. I'm talking about a I will suck your dick for a crock rock ten bucks on the street corner whore. She went. She's wearing this corsage ordered specially for Wendy. It was Wendy's favorite, but nothing is as priceless as the prom picture. Yug. She's sitting there toothless with this. He's sitting there toothless with this fat fucking whore. Wendy was so mortified she actually missed the last two weeks of school. She had to go to summer school to graduate. He fucked that bitch up. Rand definitely had a mean streak in him. Only to find later out. we found out that yeah. it was actually it was not Rand. That was Matthew Lillard's character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there's there's this whole scene, and this one that's what I thought you were going with. There's this whole scene in their room. So they figure out that Michael Vartan figures out that he's going to that um, Lillard is, quote unquote, going to try to pin all of these crimes after after multiple suicides, after, you know, whatever else the cops are on to him and the cops are chef's kiss in this movie. Oh, God, just yeah. top tier. Um, we got the, we got the black cop who who doesn't want to take any shit. And then we got the guy who thinks he's auditioning for the Jerky Boys. Uh, uh, listen, the, that guy the, is my favorite because he is in a different movie, baby. <laughs> he's not in this movie. Big New York cop smoking a stogie, just yelling, throwing darts. That that dart scene is out of control. 
Oh, especially since it's uh, hitting Vince Vaughn's face. Yeah, what? <laughs> They're throwing darts into Vince Vaughn's face. I like. I want to know I, the backstory. Well, I wonder uh, if he yeah. wasn't supposed to be in this film and backed out or something. Um, I, there's, I, a, there's there's a story there. They're definitely yeah. But just screaming, just New York cops screaming at the, on this college campus. I I told Roy, I'm pretty sure he went to the. Uh, he went. He thought he was going to audition for NYPD Blue, and then just ended up on the set. And they were like, "Yeah, sure, you could stay." <laughs> like, I I also love that uh, it's like every time we walk into a room, he's like, "Mind if I smoke?" And everyone's like, "Yeah, don't do it." Especially Dana Delaney, who's like covered in nicotine patches. Yeah, my favorite one was the dean who was smoking a pipe, and he's like, "Mind if I light up?" And he's like, "I would rather you not." And while he's smoking yeah. his pipe, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesus, no. But my my by far my favorite law enforcement character was the school security guard um, with the nunchucks, with the nunchucks, um, who had a (laughs) had a long conversation with the cops in the back of the cop car about uh, education and And, uh, and, just a hot take. The liberal media. Yeah. And how um, and how first you had to. First, you could get a decent job with a high school diploma. Then you had to have um, a bachelor's degree, then a master's degree. And I don't even know what's above a master's degree. <sighs> like, oh, what? This movie is insane. This movie is up there. It's in my top five movies we've watched, Roy, because it's, it's out of control. <laughs> yeah, this this cop was basically like uh, the origins of Officer Doofy from Scary Movie. So right. I think I think what happened is 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 that he knocked himself in the head too hard with the nunchucks yeah. and became Officer Doofy. <laughs> this movie, I can't even begin. And then so we get all this stuff, and then. Vartan finally breaks down and tells Felicity everything that's happened. Uh-huh. The, the the suicide of the roommate so they could get a 4.0. The suicide of, of, you know, that causing the suicide of the girlfriend. Um, you know, setting it up so it looks like he committed suicide, doing all the legwork. And in the meantime, by the way, um, Matthew Lillard's character has um, – "Quote unquote," tricked Felicity into giving him a blowjob yes. in front of Mike. In front Martin. of Martin, yes. And then, and then, and, and then, and then his excuse for it was, "It's just how I am. I try to push people to see if they will stay with me as my yeah. friend." And you went the farthest, man. Yeah. So he finally has a breakdown and tells Felicity everything because she's like, I'm sorry, I want you back. I don't know what's going on. And he tells her everything. And she's like, do you trust me? And then (laughs) the next scene is they're out at the lighthouse. The uh, uh, the the signature set piece for this film, the the lighthouse. Inception plot twist I, literally, and what i mean by inception plot twist is that it's a plot twist within a plot twist within a plot twist it is because they're going to they have a plan now where they're going to trick matthew lillard into uh committing suicide or at least appearing to have committed suicide so they go out there and they get him out there and they're you know they get him drunk and there's a gun and they pull the gun i know everything i know what you did blah 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 and, and but it's set up to make it look like Carrie Russell is with Lillard. They're mm-hmm. gonna kill Vartan. Then they flip it on Lillard 
So it looks like they're going to make Lillard commit suicide in the movie. And then out of the shadows, like Count Orlock, appears <clears throat> the guy who committed suicide first. Yes. No. He did, he went over the side of that thing. Did you? You didn't. Did you see the body go over? We did. You son of a bitch. <laughs> So he appears and everybody's like, oh, shit, he's alive. Hey, and hey, then hey, Harry hey, Russell's hey, like, hey, it's Andy. all me, bitch. Hey, Andy. Yeah. How was West Palm Springs? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I went to visit my cousin in West Palm Springs. <laughs> How? How? You jumped off the side of a cliff and then you would you just take a dinghy? To West Palm Springs. Yeah, you know his his fa- since he owned his family owns half the town. The family yacht was waiting there to pick him up to take him to West Palm Springs. To yeah. West Palm Springs, sure. Which yeah, tells us that this movie Springs. was set in Florida. The minute I heard that, I was like, oh, we're in Florida. This makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So he's he he says he went to visit his family in West Palm Springs, but at that point, Carrie Russell steps out as the Kaiser Soze of yes. this movie. So everything we start getting the the Kaiser Soze cut shots of her like faking the pregnancy test and you know all of the 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 things she's doing to set every all of these little pieces in motion to where matthew lillard's character is the one at the end of all because she's planned all of this every variable she's considered so that we can frame matthew lillard at the end because he's an asshole and then everybody can get a four point average yeah because she got a point four point average too because the the girlfriend was her roommate and she committed suicide. Yes. Le- she le- took she's the only legitimate suicide that was committed. That she took that 4.0 to get herself into Harvard and uh um the uh the the guy Rand decided not to take the 4.0. He right. decided he decided he was going to go to another school instead and study acting. Sure. Sure. Theater, no, no theater. Theatrical arts. The, that's what he said. When theatrical he came arts. back and he had decided he was going to study theatrical arts, he was dressed as as um as a technician on a bus and truck version of Grease. He had like a a, a black long sleeved Hinley. <laughs> like, okay, okay. Um, I, love, I love that at this point in the movie, Dana Delaney, her character said, "Fuck it" to the nicotine patches. And she's just chain smoking the fuck out of the cigarettes. Yeah. Giving giving him her best Carrie Fisher, I don't give a fuck expression on her face. <laughs> reading through his lies. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't care. Doesn't care anymore. I mean, there is a line in this movie where, where they're talking about the suicide stuff. And Bartan's in there talking to her. And he, he's like, well, if I tell you something, you know, is it is it safe here? And she's like, you can tell me anything you want and it doesn't leave my office. You can tell me you you're you're planning on uh, assassinating the president and it won't leave my I'm like, that's not how it works. That's not how how Sakai psychiatry works at all. Um Oh my god, this, this movie is it insane. It was so I love nuts. it. It is problematic. I'm going to say that up top. There is able there's there is ableist language in there for no reason, by the way. That scene did not need to be in the movie besides to establish no. that Lillard was more of a prick, which 
the whole movie establishes. So do, do, do we need five minutes of him, <laughs> of him um, being awful to somebody that's differently abled mentally? Is it like, is that something? Oh my God, that scene. Oh my God, where he's making fun of the mentally disabled kid. And that's when I sent the message to you saying, oh my God, we're getting a Tropic Thunder moment because, yeah. because even the kid who played him, he, he did go Cuba Gooding Jr. radio with it. I'm like, oh my yeah. God. I was like, yeah, this is nice. There was no point. There was Not. zero point to that scene at all. Just to establish was, that he was more of a dick. When all he's done the entire movie is be a dick. Yes. Like, I'm sold on the fact that he's a dick in the first 15 minutes of the film. We didn't need that scene. Like, oh, I'm going to go real edgy. Like, come on. Like, he, didn't he, didn't the director go on to not direct anything else major? Yeah. Yeah. He, this was his first and last uh, <laughs> yeah. directorial. Well, effort. yeah. For I'm obvious not reasons. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, this was not a good film. It really, but it's not a good film. But at the same time, holy shit, is it a fun film to watch? Uh, yeah. You, sir, are no Burt Dragon. I know Burt Dragon, and you, sir, are no Burt Dragon. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, let's not let's not Holy. forget that the music was done by Shark, 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 Shark. Jesus, this movie, this movie is the Stefan of '90s, uh, like in the same vein as a Virgin yeah. Suicides or you know any of those really um, emotionally dystopic uh, angst films. Like you know, a singles or but there's no hope in this movie. Like it's, like it's, it's it's Heather's and Jawbreaker without the comedy, or the or the or any kind of message. There's no message in this film. The message no, is, there is get your roommate to commit suicide and you can get a 4.0. That's the message of the film. No, like, you know what the message is? What's that? White people in Florida be cray cray. Oh my god. <laughs> no matter what age they are or how rich they are. Do you trust me? Well, I don't know. You had your mouth on Matthew Lillard's dick last night while I was in a closet. So I'm gonna go with no. And what killed me is when he's when he's looking at his roommate while she's sucking on his dick, he's giving he's giving him the Kubrick stare. Yeah. He is. <laughs> I, I texted you and asked. I, I said, oh, I thought we weren't doing Trapped in the Closet. <laughs> yeah, all of these, like, M- Lillard manipulations that I I find it uh, un- unlikely that even in a fantasy world they would work in the way that they did. Like, I can't even, like, willingly suspend my disbelief to believe that she tough. broke up with her boyfriend of – a million years, you know, but now we know that she did it because she was tricking Matthew Lillard yes. into thinking that, yeah, yeah. Oh, this movie. Roy, I'm going to suggest every person uh, oh, watch this movie. Everyone every needs single to person. Go to Tubi. Go. Everyone, everyone needs to go to Tubi and watch this film because it is so bonkers and so batshit crazy even the even the cat in heat remind me well, of screaming I'm, at I'm you. telling you there's no better there's no better recording for your cat in heat than when we're talking about the curve <laughs> i can't think of another movie where it is more um where it, it is more she's apt. the carrie russell character <laughs> Jesus. 
Holy shit, this movie. Karen was... Russell, former star of the Mickey Mouse Club, here wanting you to stick it in. No one in this movie was likable. The cops no. weren't likable. The security guard wasn't likable. None of our leads were likable. Nope. Like I said, the only likable character, even passingly likable, was the Canadian Catholic who um, who jumped off of a cliff with her suitcase in hand. Mm-hmm. Um that's it. Dana Delaney was likable, but you weren't supposed to. <laughs> um, you weren't supposed to like her, but she was likable. The Dean isn't likable. Like, nobody in this movie is likable. No. This is, by the way, with the exception of the lead cop, the whitest film I think we've watched. Yes. I mean, even the guy who operated the coffee shop was an asshole because – like when Dana Delaney ordered her oh, yeah. pastries and she ordered the Hawaiian punch one for her dad, the barista's like, so your dad's five. It's just, like, he, I mean, like, this is like a, they know each other, right? Yeah. Like that you get the feeling that she goes in there all the time because it's the campus coffee shop. And we don't, why was, okay. Why was that scene in there except for, <laughs> you know, the second half of that scene was pan right. And it's, Lillard and the blonde girl. Mm-hmm. That's the only you could have started on that scene. We didn't need a scene of Dana Delaney's dad getting shamed for drinking Hawaiian punch, <sighs> but we got it. Like none of this movie should have been an hour long, but it is two hours long virtually. And we got the uh, deer hunter homage. We got the making fun of the mentally handicapped person. We got this scene so many scenes that didn't need to be there. The whole um, film felt like it was a Tory. It was like a, not a Tory, but an Aaron spelling nineties, uh, made for TV lifetime movie without Tory spelling. And at some point, I remember at one point because of the way the panning of the camera was, I messaged you, did they hire the filmographer from the room to do this? <laughs> because it yeah, was there were so bad. Weird. Yeah. There, there was a, there was a dissolve that was a triple dissolve, and it started because when um, the guy committed suicide, they had a, a vigil for him, and then when the girlfriend committed suicide, they had a double vigil. <laughs> so the there was a, so weird too. It's just like it's like seven people on the front steps of <laughs> all white. Sitting at the steps, listening to the cranberries. Yep. <laughs> and they. I want to know how much was paid for the soundtrack to this film. I really do, because God. So they were tight on. So, so it was a little bit of a wider shot. There were like twenty people, and then at one point, arbitrarily, everybody just gets up and leaves, except for our core cast. Oh, yeah, because, you know, they needed that party of five shot moment, you know, of here's a, here's our here's our 90s yeah. angst shot of. And it was, scenes. too. It was like one person was looking up to the left. One person had their head in their hands. It was a yeah, it was definitely like a Stone Roses album cover. Yeah. Of, <laughs> it was like you were waiting for the Sundays or somebody to start playing. Right, <laughs> right. But then they pan out and there's nobody there and it's just them. And then they dissolve to the front of the school and then they dissolve to the lighthouse it's like dissolve dissolve that lighthouse oh my god (coughs) oh it's a it's a smorgasbord of contraband (laughs) is that an open container 
Don't make it's... me get out the chucks. Like, what <laughs> is happening? Uh, watch it. Everybody watch it. It's yes. on Tubi. Holy hell, is this movie a whole thing. Yeah. The, I am so glad that we chose this one because this this that this film exemplifies the mission of this podcast. Of <laughs> and the cat in heat agrees. That, yeah, we are the uh, Star Trek of uh, <coughs> shit. We are we we have a mission to explain explore brave, brave new shit and bring it to you. And this is definitely that. Um, speaking of which, off topic completely, uh, Star Trek Brave New Worlds on yes. uh, Paramount Plus is fucking real good. Oh, yeah, it is. It real good. I have so much wood for Anson for Anson Mountain in this thing. Like, holy shit, is that man a hot man? Um, <laughs> holy cow. Um, wow. Wow. It's a hot I, cast. It's and I a love hot the cast. fact. And I love the fact that we have a relative of Khan as yeah. one of the people of the crew. I was just like, when I heard that, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. 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 It's a hot cast. It is. It's a good show with a hot cast. It's it's the closest thing to uh, the original series I think I've seen. Um, yeah, very like, good. Okay. Yeah. It literally one of the prerequisites in order to be a cast member on the show was, do you look good? Yeah. Are you are, hot? You, as, are, are you as hot as Rebecca Romaine over here? Okay. Then you're oh my in the God. cast. Oh my god. How does she still look so good? Magic. I has to be. She's one of the whiskers of damn East Wicks. Or, or uh, either that or she's a vampire or you know she's made some sort of deal. Or no, actually she's she's slowly sucking the soul to live out of John Stamos and it's like <laughs> nourishing her and creating her to be as useful as she is. We'll get there fast and then we'll take it slow, John. Um <laughs> Yeah, Kokomo joke. Kokomo <laughs> jokes is what I got. All right, all right. So some updates for everybody. Uh, so the, the Patreon has officially closed, everyone. Thank you uh, so much to every, to everyone who has helped out with the Patreon in the past, but it has closed. Uh, and it, I mean, I won't beat around the bush. It's due to lack of interest. Uh, we do promise, though, that one of the things that we were going to do for the Patreon, we are going to release, and that is um, the room. Speaking of, since we were talking about it next year, I am subjecting uh, Mr. Farmer to it because he admitted to me he's never seen it. Early next year. We yeah, wanted to do it this month, but Christmas. so much is going on. Yeah. Um, and it's appropriate we do it in 2023 anyway, because that year will be the 20th anniversary of the room. So we're going to release that to you guys. Um, we have a very special event coming up after Lillard Fair. Uh, in the month of March, we're going to be doing a tribute to Trauma Pictures, and we're going to have a very special guest star with us. None other than Lloyd Kaufman of Trauma Pictures is going to be on one of our two shows that month. So uh, get ready for that, folks. Um, and as a matter of fact, we're interviewing him this week as we speak. So yeah. Um, yeah, we are. We're, oh my god, we're, we're like we're like nervous and excited at the same time. So, yeah, but I'm, we're just, like, I'm telling you, I'm just gonna be Chris Farley from that Saturday Night Live bit. <laughs> That's all I got. Like, we're, hey, we're remember when you made Sergeant Kabuki Man? Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> As I look at my signed Sergeant Kabuki Man that I got when I signed up to be a, a resident of Tromaville when it was like 1992 <laughs> or something. Yeah, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. 
And we already know uh, with the episode that he's going to be on what movie we're going to do. We're going to be doing Terror Firmer, um, which is uh, kind of like his variation of Scream, I guess is the best way to describe it, because it's 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 very self-aware. And uh, yeah. (laughs) And and speaking of and I just realized this, I don't know how I missed it, but um, Josh Stifler, who I've talked about on the show that did the Grey Woods plot. Yeah. His initial movie, The Good Exorcist, was put out by Troma. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, I, I'm looking at it. It was a Troma team release, Lloyd Kaufman oh, and okay. yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and I did yeah, not I'm, know that it's I'm Troma really... branded. It's the whole nine yards. So there you go, Josh. There's maybe so I'll many... ask him about you. I, I can't... you know Josh. He's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so many things I want to pick his brain about, like like that. Of course, you know. Um... I want to, you know, Trey Parker and Matt Stone and, um, um, just Boma. The, yeah. Uh, like. yeah. Him being in the museum of modern art for fuck's sake. Um, all sorts of, th- all, all sorts of things. They like, really- I kind of just want to say like, Lloyd, how do we interview you because <laughs> of everything that you've done? Like, what is the way to go about that? Because, like, not only that, but he's still doing it. It's not like we were interviewing somebody that's that's done. Like, yeah. you met him a month ago. Yeah. Yeah, I met, I well, met him. Well, he was touring the new movie. Yeah. Of course, we're going to ask him about James Gunn, of course. Um, we have to, because that's probably the biggest person to come from his repertoire is James Gunn. Um, but God, yeah, look, look for that interview. We're, we're excited. I can't wait. And we thank him so much for the opportunity. Uh, in the meantime, though, January. Yes. Month two of Lillard. Second stage. Second stage. So, um, the next episode coming out after this is going to be Andy's pick, which is Serial Mom. Uh, which I am so happy he chose because it was so much fun revisiting that movie. I got a uh, weird one, by the way, for this for the second for next for the following this month. I got a weird I'm, one. I just I'm, want you to know. Oh God. Well, I don't have a weird one for the second one. In fact, the second one is a little more mainstream. Uh, but I figured it's the first of the year. We've gone through so much shit. It's time to go back to a simpler time in the '90s when we wanted to hack the world. <laughs> we're doing hey, hackers god damn it we johnny are... lee miller matthew lillard <laughs> skateboards in the office fisher stevens fisher god damn stevens first time three years of this show how has fisher stevens not appeared on our show yet how we are fucking doing it hackers because of course we are it's such a fun film and we're going to revisit hackers uh for for i'm going to bring it just so you know next next you're going to bring us way up and i'm just going to bring us to the bottom okay (laughs) i'm gonna it's gonna be an emotional roller coaster in january i just want you to know that (laughs) (laughs) oh my god Oh, man. So um, anyway, everybody, uh, thank you so much again. Look for the curve. It's also it's also known as Dead Man's Curve because that was its original title. But you could find it as the curve on Tubi. It is so much fun. 
Uh, in the meantime, um, we'll go ahead and start pimping this out now. We highly recommend signing up for Troma now. Uh, you can get it if you have an Apple device or if you have an Android device, you can get it on there. If you have a Fire Stick, you can get it on there. Um, you can watch it online at watch.troma.com. Your first 30 days are free for Fire It's sake. fantastic. It's, it's amazing. I also want to say we want Troma, yes. Everybody out there, if you're in the sound of our voice, support Shudder. Yes. Let's do that now. Please. Send Shudder all your love. For those who have not heard, there was a massive staff layoff at Shudder from AMC Productions uh, because they found out that they were hemorrhaging money like crazy. And they chose Shudder over the Criterion channel, basically. Which is and, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so please 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 even though the damage has been done already send messages by just signing up and watching shutter shutter has done so much for the horror community and has done so much for independent horror films just like yes. Lloyd Kaufman has with with Troma Pictures yep. shutter has done the same thing and my biggest fear with this happening is is that this is going to damage independent horror and independent yep. horror has just went through the roof over the last few years mm-hmm. i i yep. don't want to see it die and there's a lot of other people who don't want to see it die so yeah it's 6.99 a month send them a message i'd pay twice that, that. I, I would pay twice that in a heartbeat yeah easily um, yeah if you of, liked that's how good the content is dead stream if you liked the and this is the thing right this isn't just a streaming service like there isn't another streaming service out there you know, there are a few exceptions, but there's nobody on the scale of Shutter that does things like surprise um, blind viewings of Lucio or, um, of uh, Diario Argentino's new movie yeah. out of nowhere. That do things like Joe Bob, uh, that do things like The Last Drive-In, that engage their audience the way that Shutter does. They've like, embraced. They've they've embraced not only independent horror makers. They've also embraced African American horror, yep. LGBTQ horror, yes, uh, Asian horror. Uh, yep. They are actually responsible for bringing to us the world's first Kazakhstan horror film. Right. I mean, just so much. They they do so so much, and also, I have never seen such a community mm-hmm. around a streaming service like that. I don't see a community like this around HBO Max or even no. Netflix or Hulu or anything like that. I it's it's become such a huge part of the pop culture. I don't think AMC really realizes that. I think and they will. They will now. This I hope Friday. So. Uh, oh, with with Joe Bob, yes. It, it's I mean. gonna work. It's gonna with the way things are going, and the uproar and the outpouring. I have a feeling <laughs> that they're gonna learn their lesson real quick because I, I think they just painted the target on Shutter because it's a quote unquote niche thing. Yeah. Uh, not highbrow like you know uh, Criterion. They don't realize they don't realize uh, what what they've got. Not realizing um, some of the biggest money makers of 2022 were horror films like right. you know, Barbarian and Terrifier 2 and Smile Pearl, and Pearl and X, you know, and even some of the stuff that went straight to digital were huge. Yeah. So, yeah, Shutter, you you fucked up. I'm not Shutter, but AMC, you AMC fucked, fucked up with Shutter. Yeah. AMC, you and they're going to learn their shutter. lesson. And I think 
I kind of feel like they're going to course correct, you know, because I it's all about money for them. Mm. And I, they lost. Here's the problem. AMC lost a lot of money on The Walking Dead. That was their cash cow. And people stopped giving a shit because, honestly, they stopped giving a shit about making good Walking Dead content. Well, so, they not only lost money on that, but they spent so much money to get the rights to Anne Rice's properties, too. Right, right. So, like, they just – they don't understand what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a spreadsheet decision, and it's, it's going to come back to bite them in the ass. Oh, yeah. Because the other thing that could happen is someone else could pick up Shudder, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and could do it and do it in the way that they want to do it. I, I don't think there's any, any. And again, if they came to me tomorrow, if I got an email saying, hey, we're going to go on our own. We're not going to be blanketed under AMC and we're going to charge you 20 bucks a month. I would cancel Netflix and sign up for show. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Yeah. I would pay $20 a month in a heartbeat because that's how good the service is. And, 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 and just, I mean, I've discovered so many films I probably would have never have seen if it had not been for Shutter. You want to know how good it is? Log on right now. Get your free, um, get your free seven days or whatever you get, mm-hmm. and watch Christmas Bloody Christmas. <laughs> and is, then a wounded oh, fawn. And the, oh my god, I am, um, I might be actually in love with Josh Rubin. I think possibly <laughs> in love with that man. Um, also watch Blood Relatives. Because that mm-hmm. movie is so funny and so good. Um, any movie, all of them. Scare like Package. Deadstream. Scare Package. Deadstream, Scare Package. The Cleansing Hour. Um, uh, God. Any of the any of the VHSs Ter- they've released straight to Shutter. Ter- even even like the foreign films like Terrified. Um, oh my God. Oh I, my God. <laughs> a movie that lives up to its name. Um, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much great shit on that service the boot if the boule brothers if you're sick of oh. dragula but you want to see an alternative to drag a whole different world you didn't even know existed dragula yeah. brings a whole new level to drag um, fear uh fear. horror noir the documentaries are out of this world creep okay. show creep oh the, yeah the creep show television series is phenomenal and just so so much good shit out there so just how? sign up Troma like, now. I think we you were get all 30, in, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Troma now. You get, you get no problem. You get three thirty days for free. Then after that's four ninety nine a month. Four ninety nine. Yeah, it's four ninety nine. How much then, content you have it right? You I have the entire Troma catalog except for hashtag Shakespeare shit show that hasn't been released yet. Um, which I can't wait to talk with him about because that was so much fun. Um, and then with Shutter, you get seven days for free. After that, it's six ninety nine a month. You you will basically have paid for that and more after just watching one film. Host for crying out loud! Oh my god! You name Host. it. I mean, there's so much good shit on that service. Well, and that thi- and that's the thing is, um, for that right there, what you just gave me, right, is thirteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Thirteen dollars. That's less than Netflix. That's less. That's less than what? How much is HBO now? HBO is like if you want commercials, nine ninety nine. If you don't want commercials, like fourteen ninety nine. Yeah. And, uh, Netflix is uh, <laughs> sixteen. Um, 
yeah, something like and, that. And, and Disney Plus is going up in price and probably yeah. more now that we found out that uh, Chappick cooked the books, basically. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's why he got fired. But yeah, uh, like for for a fraction of the price, you get two. You can get two services. You will never want for content ever. I promise you there will always be something to watch because if it's not on there, you can jump on our other favorite streamer, that being Tubi and just, Oh God. Yes. Oh, Oh my God. Between it's, it, That's the thing is like right there. I could cancel literally everything else and I would be fine with trauma shutter and Tubi. And I might do it because th- it's getting nuts. The cost of all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I have personally, I have Peacock, I have Paramount, I have Netflix, um, my Disney and my Hulu are built into my Verizon account, but they're still going up. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I did buy a full year of full moon features, um, which is fun. You know, I, I still I'll, I'll bounce in there every once in a while, watch Trancers or Dollman or something, Oblivion. Um, but <laughs> But honestly, like the con, I will. My first stop is always Shutter, and I know that you you have talked to me at ad nauseum about Troma, which I'm going to sign up for um, this week. So that's my Christmas present to myself. Um, not that it's my only one. I think you know better. Um, but support the independent things that are important because um, we've seen what they'll do to them if we let them. Basically. Yes. I don't know if they can do that to Lloyd. <laughs> I don't think they can, but you know what I mean. Okay, good. We've, we've soapboxed for a long time, Roy. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, we needed to because, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it needs to be supported. I mean, it's support independent filmmaking, especially if you are a genre fan like we are, because yeah. this is where, I mean, yes, this, I mean, I will admit the major studios – did some good this year with both Barbarian and Smile. I was shocked with those two films. But, you know, for every Smile and Barbarian, we get, um, oh, um, The Curve. The Curve. <laughs> ghost, ghost, ghost in the Machine or uh, Lawnmower Man or uh, The Bye Bye Man, oh, or, man. Or, or Slender Man, you know, something like that. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, support, support local, support independent genre film if you are a genre f- a fan, definitely. Yes. Yes. All righty. So we will see you on our next episode, which will probably come out in a week after this one, where we've discussed the extremely fun John Waters film, Serial Mom. Um, so thank you very much again for listening. Uh, again, go check out Shudder and Troma now, and we will see you next time, folks. Bye.